the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast of the Pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called being imitators of Christ. Jesus Christ is both Lord and Savior of you and me. But he's also the example of how life ought to be lived by you and me. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the firstborn of many brethren. He is our elder brother, and we are his many brothers. That means that he's the big brother who's supposed to show all of the other brothers how to successfully represent the Father. The same way that Jesus represented the Father is the same way that we're supposed to represent him too. Our big brother Jesus shows us how to represent the Father the way God the Father wants us to do. We're supposed to be imitators of our Father in all these things, and Jesus will show us how to do what God wants us to do properly, like he plans for me and you to do. We're all supposed to be imitators of Christ. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. I do always those things that please him, speaking of the Father. Which means Jesus said, I ain't trying to please myself. I'm trying to please the Father. I ain't trying to make myself feel good. I'm trying to please the Father. That's shouting ground. Because he's telling us what to do. Remember, he told us to be imitators of him. That ought to be our desire, to please the Father. That if it pleases the Father, that's what we want to do. Because see, pleasing the Father don't necessarily mean it's going to initially please you. Pleasing the Father does not mean it's going to initially please you. Trust the brother. I told you my whole life was opposite of what God said. Even though I would receive what the man of God said, that don't mean I liked it. I received them Brussels sprouts my mama used to cook, but I didn't like them. But if you said eat them, I'll eat them. Especially if she was standing there with a belt or a big spatula. Praise God, I'm going to eat them. But anyway, the point I'm raising is, is that it, it, you ain't always going to like it. But God didn't ask you to like it. He asked you to love him. And if you love him, you'll do what he said do. Because this ain't about like, this is about love. Because that's what he was telling them to do. But look what he said right there. This gets good right here. And he spake these words, verse 30, many believed on him. Many believed on him, which means not everybody believed what he was saying. Many did, but not everybody did. Then said Jesus to those Jews, which Jews? Those Jews which believed on him. If you continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. Now that's how it goes. You got to be there. When I read the Bible, I'm there. I don't know about you. I don't read it like a comic book. I, really, I read it like, like it's really there. And so I go right there, and I'm like, I'm like right there, and I'm watching this whole thing. And this is powerful right here. Because Jesus said unto those Jews, which Jews? The ones that believe. Because he spoke to everybody. But everybody didn't believe him. We're going to play a little game right here. 
Y'all, this section over here. I'm going to say something, praise God, in a minute or two. And y'all, all of y'all be saying like, I don't know about that. I don't believe all that. And then, and then, and, and, and at the same time I say something, y'all say, oh man, I believe that. That's, that's good. So let's practice. I'm going to say something. And y'all going to say what? Yeah, there you go. And y'all going to say what? Oh, that's good, man. Yeah, I like that. Okay. We're going back to the scripture now. Jesus said, he spoke to everybody. He told him, I only do what it is that pleases my father. That's all I do. And I ain't doing nothing else. And he said unto them that believe. Do it again. You didn't see this. I only do what it is that my father, what pleases my father. I don't do nothing else. That's good. I like that. And then he said unto them that believed. He quit talking to the ones that wasn't paying no attention to him. He started talking to the ones that would pay attention to him. He quit talking to the ones that said they don't believe it. He quit talking to the ones that wouldn't receive it. He like, whatever. Just start hollering at the people that'll do it. Because there's always a people within the people. There's always a people within the people. Everybody, all of us are Christians that have received Jesus Christ as Lord and their Savior. But there's a people within the people. And, and the people's own decision as to whether they're going to believe it decide which group you're going to be in. Are you going to be the ones he keep hollering at, keep talking to? Because he's going to keep talking to the ones that want to do what he said do. But ones that don't want to do it, whatever. And he'll start talking to the ones that do. Y'all not hearing this. I want him to keep talking to me. I want him to keep sharing with me. Some of y'all be saying, like, I don't hear God talking no more. Maybe it's because you didn't do the last thing he said. Maybe it's because you didn't believe the last thing he said. You know, when you believe it, you order your life according to it. When you believe it, you order your life according to it. Like if somebody came to the back, and, brother, stand up, stand up, and then holler, say, you know, holler out, say, the building's on fire, the building's on fire, and then run out the door. The building's on fire, the building's on fire. <laughs> now, when he did that, what you, they, they understand. When he did that, if we all sat here like this, and then if I start asking y'all, do you believe it? Everybody say, yeah. Do you believe it? Yeah, yeah, I believe it. Do you believe it? Uh-huh. Do you believe what he said? Yeah. No, you don't. Because yeah. <laughs> if you did, you wouldn't be sitting your tail here. Are you listening to me over here? We would have <laughs> got outed. We would have like got out there and figured out was he telling the truth later. Are you listening to me? We would have struck. <laughs> Snatched our stuff up and left. Are you listening to it? Pick up some offering envelopes on the way out so we can give on outside. And then and then, and then we'll go. Why are you laughing? <laughs> and, and then <laughs> and then we'd have did that later. Are you listening to me over here? Amen. And if you really believe what God is saying, you'll do it. And God said, if you don't want to do what I say, I'll start talking to the one that do. Because the next revelation comes to the one that did the previous revelation. The next piece of understanding comes to the one that did the previous one. Because once you do, God said, oh, you'll do? Let me tell you some more to do. And that's when he told them this. Then said Jesus to those Jews who believed on him, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. Notice, then are ye my disciples indeed. He told them, you got to continue in my word. You got to continue in my word. Which means keep on keeping on. Keep doing it. Don't stop. Keep on. Continue what? In my word. Now, when he says in my word, literally, that means in the word that is mine. Peculiarly mine. Characteristic of me. 
This is how it literally reads. Continue in the word that is mine, particularly mine, peculiarly mine, characteristic of me. Another way of phrasing it, continue in the word that only comes from me, the one that I shared with you, the one that came from my father that sent me to talk to you, the one that's peculiarly mine. So this mine's and ain't nobody else got it. Note, it separates me from everybody else because this is my word. This ain't the way the world thinks. This is the way I think. Because it's characteristic of me. Now, this is powerful. Because if we continue in the word that God gives me and you, we will begin to start conducting ourselves in a way that is characteristic of him. In a way that's characteristic of him. And that's what we want to do. We want to be able to walk in his character. We want to be able to operate the way he do too. See, many of us was a character, but God wants us to walk in his character. Many of us were a character, still our character. And, but God wants us to walk in his character. That's what he wants us to do. Come on now. Isn't that what he told his disciples? He said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore into this world and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe to do all that I've commanded you to do. And lo, I will be with you always, even until the end of the world. He told them, I want you to baptize them. Ha! Come on, deuce. I want you to baptize them. Greek word baptizo, which means to tinge, sty. No, it means to, to dip in and submerge and, and till, we, till it tinges, dyes, and stains. Takes up, the, takes up the qualities of it. Because remember, when you dye something, praise God, then what you do is you submerge it into something until it picks up the characters and qualities of that something. And not just surface level. But when you dye something, it changes it all the way down to the molecular level, which means that inside and out, it now has that character about it. Well, you've been baptized into Christ. And because you've been baptized into Christ, you're supposed to be tinged, dyed, stained, changed from all the way to the molecular level to now you have his, his character. Character. Not your character no more. His character now. And so whatever he was about is what we about. And we don't do it because we got to surface level. We do it because it's me and you because it's all the way down to our molecular level. That's just who we are now. We're Christians, little Christ. And because we're little Christ, that's what we do. He might have hang with the wine bibbers, but he wasn't a wine bibber. Are you listening to me? He might have hung with the whores, but he wasn't a whore. Are you listening to me up in here? Why is that? He might have made some wine, but you didn't see him drink no wine. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Hallelujah. Don't get mad at me while I teach real good up in here. Hallelujah. Because his word is consistently true. It runs all the way through, old to the new. He tells you the same thing. He don't change nothing because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if we have been changed, died, and stained, changed, died, and stained all the way to the molecular level, that we're going to no longer act like the devil. We're going to now act like God. Why? Because we've been changed into who he is. You were baptized ha, into the body of Christ. Now you are him. Come on, through identification and transfer. You are already him. That which was once him is now in you. That which is now in was you is now in him. That's why your sin went on him and he went to the cross with that thing. He, 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 he crucified sin in the flesh. Praise God. Hallelujah. It ain't in you no more. And so now all you about is what he about now. That's why you need to learn from him and learn about him so you can find out how you're supposed to act like him. Because when you continue in his word, which he shares with you, you're operating in his character. That way it's peculiarly yours and his. Now, he ain't the only one to do it. You do it too. That's why they called you Christians, because you act like he do. See, the word Christian didn't come from, you know, someplace else. In fact, it was actually a derogatory term when it first kicked in. It was a derogatory term where people would describe the people that they were meeting who were what was called walking in the way. 
They were people of the way. That's what they were called back then. That's what Christians were called, of the way. But in Antioch, praise God, when they begin to start watching people live this thing out just like Christ do, they were mocked when they say, <laughs> those Christians, those Christians. And we were like, hey, that works. And so we adopted the name and, and pulled the name to us and started calling ourselves Christians, Christians. Why did they say that? Because we walked like him, talked like him, acted like him, and did everything just like him. And God said, if you continue in my word, in my character, and conduct the same way I said to do, you my disciple indeed. That phrase indeed means in truth. It means in truth. It means verily in truth. Eastside Detroit says, show enough, show enough. You my disciple, show enough. Which demonstrates that everybody ain't his disciple indeed. Why? Because they don't continue in his truth. That don't mean that you're not Christians. We just don't act like it. That don't mean that we are Christians. We don't conduct ourselves like it. But God said, that's why I'm going to give you my truth. This ain't no lie. Just do what I say do. And everything will work out well for you. And he said in verse 32, read it, read it, read it. He said in verse 32, and ye shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. That word know right there means to know absolutely. See, God wants us to know absolutely what the truth is. That's why we can continue in it because we know absolutely the truth. I know what God has to say about a matter. No, you can't fool me no more, devil. You fooled me before, but you can't fool me no more. You sucked me in before, but you can't suck me in no more. I had to learn a new way of doing things. He would come back to me in such a way, whereas it would, you know, you know, you know, like, 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 like side door me, back door me, try to get me to do something I ain't got no business doing. But see, when I knew the truth absolutely, oh, no, you can't, you can't trick me no more, punk. I know exactly what's right. I know exactly what's wrong. That's why I can stand here and be strong because I know exactly what you want me to do. Remember, he said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's what's going to give you the ability to be able to win the fight. But if you're not strong in this thing because you don't really know this thing, then, of course, you can't continue because something else is going to convince you to do something else. God was looking for a people in this last day that can be able to stand up and clearly say, no, I ain't going out like that. I know exactly what the truth is. See, God tells us the truth so that we can know exactly, absolutely what we should and should not do. I like this. That word know also translates perceive and be resolved, which means that when God gives us his truth, it's so that we can perceive the opportunities to be like him, perceive how we should act. And during those times of opportunity so we could see exactly how we're supposed to do, see exactly how we're supposed to conduct ourselves, see exactly what's going on. Oh, we ain't fooled no more because we know the truth and not only perceive, but be resolved to the point that we are resolved on what we do. Why? Because when God shared with me and you what to do, that solves for us what we should do. Now we know what to do and we're going to hold on to that because we know the truth. I said we know the truth. I know what God has to say about this and that. I know what God has to say about that and this. And so because of that, I don't have to wonder about this. I know exactly what he says about it. And it anchors your soul. Come on. It anchors your soul. So that even when you want to go out of control, it only holds you and keeps you from going so far. So that you can make the right decision and say, nah, I'm going to do what God has to say. So when they slide the alcohol my way or pop the can and say, here, this bud's for you. I'm like, no, it ain't either. Praise God. Hallelujah. That bud ain't for me. Y'all getting quiet on me up in here. That bud ain't for me. Praise God. Hallelujah. When they say, it don't get no better than this. You alive. From that, I can resist because I know better now. Praise God. Because I know I'm a king now. And kings don't drink strong drinks. They don't drink mixed drinks. Why? Because they have to have full control so that they can stay in control over the kingdoms in which they're in. 
You ain't running that on me. Are you listening to me? About it? I know who I am. I know I'm a priest. And as a priest, I've taken, praise God, a Nazarene vow that I will not mess with that stuff. No how. Praise God. That gets rid of my margaritas. That get rid of my, my brew. That get rid of my wine. That get rid of all my mixed drinks too. And because the Bible said, woe unto them that drink strong drink. That's what it said. It said drink wine and strong drink. He said, woe unto them. And so if he said, woe unto them, I say no unto them. Praise God. Because I know what God has to say about the matter. Y'all don't want to work with me up in here. I turned down fornication. Why? Because I know what it is, and I know what it's about, and I know what it do. And ain't going to be no baby mama drama up in here with me, and it ain't going to be with you. Are you listening to me up in here? I turned down adultery because I know what it is. Praise God. I don't care how cute chick is. I don't care if she's standing there butt naked. Whore Babylon. Put your clothes on. And while you're putting your toes on, let me tell you the gospel. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because I'm going to get your butt saved. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because I know what God has to say about a matter. Are you listening to me up here? I know what he said about coming to church. Once I find out what he said about coming to church, people think I'm making this up. I've been saved for decades. I said decades. How many? Ain't your business. I've been saved for decades. Praise God. You're trying to figure out my age. I know. Trying to say decades. Praise God. But from the time I got saved till now, I can count on one hand and not even use all the fingers how many church services I've missed. Why? Because I slipped up and read the truth. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. I just, once I found out what I, he has to think about the matter, that ends the conversation. Come on, man, let's go do this. No, that's all right. Come on, let's do this. What day we doing it on? Church night? That's all right. Where is God? Why? Because he told me forsake not the assembling of myself together. Oh, man, you ain't going to hell or nothing. True enough. But I can let hell up in my life if I don't learn something. Praise God. I need to know what he got to say. Praise God. So, no, nay, that's okay. Hallelujah. I, I, people used to bring me gifts, praise God. They knew I liked sports, praise God. They would get me box seats to, to the various sports teams that was in, in, in the city, praise God, so I could be up there on the box seats and stuff like that. You know, the, the rich folk section, praise God, because they loved, they, I might have blessed them some kind of way, so they wanted to bless me. And, and back in Detroit, praise God, Detroit Lions or something like that, praise God, they had a game, you know what, you know what day their games is on, right? Sunday. And so they tell me, hey, man, I got you box seats. And I'm like, well, praise God, what day is the game on? And they like Sunday. <laughs> give them back. I said, man, I, and they said, man, come on, I want to give them to you. I said, all right, cool. And I turned around and blessed somebody else with it. That was carnal. Praise God. <laughs> I gave it to them. Praise God. Here, you take it. And I don't do that. Praise God. Why? Because he told me what to do. And I, I know absolutely what he want me to do. So from that point forward, ain't no more conversation about that. Don't even use all the fingers. In decades. No brag. Just fact. Because I found out what he said. And I changed my whole life to match what he said. Is anybody hearing me up in here? And most of those was right at the beginning. When somebody could try to talk me out of it with some stupid stuff. After that, oh no, see, devil is a lie. Not no more. Because I know what he has to say. I know about studying. I know about praying. I know about everything else he said. I know about giving. I found out what he said about giving. From that point forward, that's how I'm living. My living is to give. I understand that from now. And so I do that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what we do. Amen. He went about doing good, being benevolent. I do. I walk around doing good, being benevolent, because I'm excited here. Don't try to hit me up after service because I said that. <laughs> Praise God. Because <laughs> a lot of folks, they hit that. They, oh, Lord, cha-ching. I done found me somebody. Praise God. And they come up and, and, and go get some glycerin and put it over in the corner of their eye and let it fall down. And stuff. Pastor, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time not busting out laughing in front of you, too. Praise God. If you think, well, just do because you want me to. Praise God. We don't, because I found out a long time ago, another scripture set me free on that too. That I found out that, that I'm a child of God and whatever I do, I do it because I'm led by the spirit of God. Right. Which means I do not, I do not, I'm not moved by your need. I'm only moved by God's lead. Hallelujah. That way I keep from being broke with you. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
because he said the pool you're going to have what you always praise God. <laughs> Don't get mad at me while I teach real good. I'm talking about lining ourselves up with what God says. You're supposed to be excited when you find out what God has to say. Because now you know what to believe. You know what to say. You know what to do. And you can lock in with that and make sure that that's all of what you do. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Turn with me to the book of Psalms. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Psalms number 119. I know what to do now. That's what God wants you to be able to say too. So that you can be excited. Whoa, thank you, Lord, for showing me something else. Now I know how to let this thing out. I know what to do. I, don't, I know what not to do. I know what the devil was tricking me before, and it ain't tricking me no more. Amen. Psalms number 119, let's start at stanza number one. See, we're supposed to praise God show enough when we learn from him Amen. what to do and what not to do in our lives. We're supposed to be some praising people, praise God. Amen. Psalms 119, stanza number one, it says, blessed are they. That means supremely blessed. Supremely blessed are, are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Would you look at that? Can I reverse that? Those who walk in the law of the Lord are supremely blessed because they are undefiled in the way. Those who walk in the law of the Lord are supremely blessed because they are, because they are undefiled in the way. That's one of the reasons why the devil is trying to make sure that you think of law as a negative term. So that you, you know, he understands that you become supremely blessed because you, when you walk in God's way, you're undefiled. See, we're undefiled when we walk in, in God's way. See, when we walk in God's way, we become undefiled. That word undefiled means entire. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Speaking morally, entire. Whereas we, we the real deal. We, we, we living out the entirety of what God wants us to do. As a noun, it means integrity and truth. I said as a noun. Not to mess you up with English caches, but remember, a noun is a person, place, or a thing. Well, you're going to be a person that operates in a place, praise God, the way God wants you to do. And how is that? You're going to be integrity and truth. In other words, we become the personification of integrity. We become the personification of truth when we walk according to God's law. Whereas it ain't just something, a concept on a page or two, but it's being lived out by me and you. Because we become the personification of it. That's who Jesus was. Jesus was the walking, talking word of God. He was the manifestation of the love of God. He was the grace of God that manifests because he came full of grace and truth. He lived it out and then he gave it out. Praise God to me and you. Well, that's what God wants to do with me and you too. He wants us to become the message, not just have the message. God wants us to be the Christian, not just say I'm a Christian. God wants you to be the church, not just come to church. God wants you to be the church, the ecclesia, the called out ones, the one that's been separated from everything else and is now a whole nother class. That's holy, living holy like we ought to do. We are the holy ones. That's a separated and different, living like nobody else do. And that's why God's going to cause us to be super supremely blessed because remember when everybody else is saying I don't believe all that when everybody else is saying this is the one that's going and then this one is going to be supremely blessed and then they're going to be like shouting they're going to be like glory to God and then this group is over here is going to rethink that thing and then I'm going to say do you believe that yeah all right and then he'll supremely bless you because God wants to use us to make other people jealous too. Not just a Jew, but other Christians who don't do what God said do. Our lives are going to show them how things are supposed to be done too. So that before you know it, the whole church is blessed. And everybody's shouting, praise God. When, sun, when Sunday night live will be all the way live. Where everybody running and shouting, talking about how God done hooked a brother up, hooked a sister up. And caused me to quit from being hooked up by the devil. Because he was like hooking me up and jacking me up. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you've seen that God really does want all of us to be imitators of Him. I hope that you've been inspired to do what you need to do to take advantage of the awesome opportunity to be more like God so we can walk like He wants us to walk and talk like He wants us to talk and enjoy the kind of life that can only happen when we're more like God. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just got to the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to send it out your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after sofa. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. We also invite all the young adults in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship this Friday evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults, ages 18 through 30-ish, who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. The fellowship starts at 7 p.m. and they last until they go home. AGW hanging. Childcare is provided at no charge. And VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are also walking this thing out God's way. Whoever thought that being young and saved is boring must not know G-Dub. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.